0: Hello and welcome back to Maximize Your Influence. My name is Kurt Mortensen. We talk about the tools and techniques of your future success of negotiation, persuasion, mindset, the things we should have learned in school. So welcome back. Buckle up, get your notepads out because we have a special guest today, Tom Painters. We get into the mindset of success, of wealth, of your financial future, things, again, we should have learned in school. And this is going to be a great episode for you. So let me introduce Tom Painter. We've known each other for over 20 years. He's been very successful in real estate and building businesses and what we call multiple streams of income. He's interviewed very successful people, worked with successful people, and he knows what it takes to take your business to the next level, your life to the next level, your finances to the next level. And now he's created a nonprofit organization called SuccessAndMoneyFoundation.org. Now, this will change your life. These are the things, again, we should have learned in school. But let's talk about it. Let's bring Tom on. Tom, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Kurt. Happy to be here. Uh, It's good to have you as we talk about that self-persuasion, the mindset, the things we need to know about our future success and our finances. So let me start off with a question I ask all my guests Just to throw you a curveball, tell us, please, right now, what is the worst vegetable on the planet and why?
1: The worst vegetable is probably a yam. (laughs) What about Thanksgiving? (laughs) Well, we don't eat yams at Thanksgiving.
0: No yams. You can't uh, cover it up with enough brown sugar and marshmallows to make it good.
1: Actually, I'm just so happy. I come from a big family that if we had food on the table, I was pretty (laughs) thrilled with whatever we had. So my mindset is just, we're just grateful to have food.
0: All right. I love it. So, we're going to add yams to the list. I'll agree on that one. You know, when it comes to Thanksgiving, yams and sweet potatoes, maybe not so much. But let's dive into it. Let me ask you, as we talk about people's success in the financial world, right? There's a lot of different elements of financials, becoming wealthy, becoming successful. What do you think is the biggest obstacle for most people to achieve their financial dreams?
1: Well, the first thing is people do not realize that every one of you, every one of your kids, nieces, nephews, friends, neighbors, every one of you are going to make, manage, and spend between $1 and $10 million in your lifetime. You are going to have that much money literally come into your life. You have to deal with it. You have to figure out what to do with it, and you're going to spend it. And most people are going to retire or die broke and in debt.
0: That's crazy. Up to $10 million going through your fingers, plenty of money to become successful in your financial future. So why is that happening? We've got this money flowing through our fingers. And you mentioned most people won't even retire financially independent. What's going on? Well, because they're not using a very good system.
1: And the whole world has been designed to take your money. Now, the crucial part is we need a very simple five-step system that anybody can do—a five-year-old, fifteen-year-old, or a fifty-five-year-old can do—and it's very simple. Step number one is to make more money. Every one of you on this podcast are going to make, manage, and spend millions and millions of dollars. Our goal is to teach you success secrets that will help you to be able to make more money. Number two is you have to systematically separate it. You have to put your money where it needs to go. Number three is you need to give some of it away—churches, charities, individuals to some people in need. Number four, automatically invest. If this is the only thing you get out of this podcast is this one thing to automatically invest, that will solve the vast majority of your financial problems. So number four was to automatically invest. And then number five is to save and spend. Simple five steps, make more money, separate it, give some away, automatically invest, and then save and
0: spend. So let's talk about those. First one was to make more money. Of course, everybody wants more money to be more successful. Oh, the economy, recession, COVID, all this fear that's hitting the market. What are your recommendations right now just to let's start making more money? Let's start with step number one. Well, Well, step number one is very simple.
1: You need to add more value than your competition. Instead of figuring out how to be able to get away with the least amount for your client, we want to give them more value. So step number one is to add value. In addition to that is, as you create more value, you need to solve bigger problems. All of your clients and customers have problems. Your goal is to be able to find ways to be able to solve those. It doesn't matter if you have a job or if you work have your own business. Step number one to make more money is two things. Add more value. And number two, solve bigger problems. You know, you look at doctors. My next door neighbor is a neurosurgeon. He makes more money in the marketplace than a doctor who makes more money than a nurse who makes more money than a receptionist. Now, all lives are equal value, but not all lives are equal into the marketplace. So my neurosurgeon doctor friend, he solves bigger problems. So that's the reason that he makes so much more money.
0: So that's a great thing to think about, listeners, how do you can bring more value to the marketplace How can you solve other people's problems? How can you expand what you're doing now? How can you start your own business? There's a lot of options here. Instead of just sitting groaning about it and thinking about what if, what if, let's take action and work on it. Now, step number two, you talk about separating this money. Explain that and why is that important? The
1: vast majority of people have no idea of how much money they're making and they have no idea where their money is going. So we talk about budgets and things like that. The reality is, is that it has to be so simple that it automatically works. And so step number two is to systematically separate your money. And it's going to go into those three areas. We need to give some away. We need to automatically invest and then save and spend. So if you do that in those order, you give some away and you automatically invest, whatever's left, you can spend. And honestly, we don't care where you spend it. When you spend money, it's gone. So everybody has a budget and they've tried to prioritize and stuff like that, which is all great. But if you do step number four, which is automatically invest, whatever money is left over is what you're going to save and spend. Think of your children. Instead of getting into a fight if they should buy this or buy that, if they do those five steps and they've automatically invested, whatever's left over, they can spend on whatever they want because it doesn't matter because it's gone anyway.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. You just used the B word, budget. Ah, I mean, we've all heard that word before. I think we've tried. Why do we suck at creating budgets? Why is that such a bad feeling inside, like, oh, a budget? What are your thoughts and opinions on that? And how do we make it easier? Well, first of all,
1: money's a game. It's a game. It's math. We're not curing cancer. We are having fun. So you got to turn your money into a game. And if you do well playing that game, you get bonus items and you get to have perks and do fun things with your bonuses. So the first thing is you got to get out of your mindset that it means something. You know, when I was younger, I used to think that when I saw $100 or $1,000, it equated to something else. And then as I started growing up and running these big businesses, I had to shift my mindset to that it was just math. And my goal is to win the game and have more math at the end of the game than less and then if I did that, I got a bonus item to be able to go do things that I want to be able to do. So again, it doesn't matter. You talk about a budget. If you do those steps in order and you get that automatically save and invest going on, then it doesn't really matter. And we're going to use another four-letter word, cash, C-A-S-H. Now, there's nothing wrong with going to cash and putting a big chunk of cash in your wallet. It's been proven that if you run off cash, you'll spend between 10 and 15% less because of the pain of pulling out cash and spending it. The whole world has taught us to be able to not know really what you've got coming in. Number two is, is to not really know where you're spending it. You pull out your app, you pull out your phone, bing, 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 and you're, you're buying things. And then all of a sudden you find out that you're in debt and you have to borrow money on a credit card, which will not allow you mathematically to get out of debt very easily.
0: I'm with you. Listeners, did you catch that? It's fun. It's a game. It's We've talked about this before, just like goal setting. If you're like, oh, yeah, goal setting. But when it's a game and you do it the right way, that's part of the key too. When you know how to do it, it makes a huge difference. It's fun. It's a game. You can do this. And I'll bet every millionaire, I know every millionaire has a budget, knows where their money's going, right? And they have a plan for the future instead of, hey, is there any money in the checking account to buy, you know, X, Y, Z? That is not how it's done. Now, another step you talked about is Investing. What are your thoughts about investing, number one? And what would you tell the people out there like, oh, I I don't have enough money to invest yet. What are your thoughts there? Well, again, step
1: number four is to automatically invest. Now, so many people are watching the TV, listening to the radio, and they've been totally confused on the complexity of investing. The people that are selling you ads, they want you to watch. They've made it very difficult. It's very, very simple. There's two or three different things that you can do. Number one, we call it asset allocation. You are either going to loan money to someone or to some entity, or you're going to own something. You're either going to loan or own. And if you own, what are you going to own? Well, we can own stocks. We can own real estate. We can own crypto. And so those are the different things that we loan. And the big problem people have is they think that an asset is worth something. Well, does the asset produce any income? So it's called an income-producing asset. Now I have a beautiful ring that my wife gave me when we got married. It's an asset. The problem is it doesn't produce any income. It's not an income-producing asset. Your home is not an income-producing asset because you are the one that are making the payments. So we like to own things that make money. Real estate, the stock market makes money. These companies make money. And so that's the biggest difference. And it's very simple There's four ways that you can invest in the the stock market. And it's amazing how so many people get this wrong, but you need to simplify. So number one is you can pick and choose. You can just pick and choose the different stocks that are out there. And again, a stock is just a small percentage of an overall business. If you buy a little bit of McDonald's, you own a little bit of the whole McDonald's company. Number one is that you can pick and choose. Number two is you can hire somebody. You can hire a mutual fund. And you're paying an individual or organization to be able to pick and choose the different stocks to be able to do. Now, you're going to have to pay a small fee to do that, usually 1% to 2% of money under management. But that's the second way. Number three, you simply buy an index. And the an index is very simple. The S&P 500 is the biggest 500 companies in America that are worldwide. So an index is very simple. Nobody's deciding what to buy. They just know that these are the 500 biggest companies out there. And then number four, my favorite is Berkshire Hathaway. I'm a big Warren Buffett fan. We've been investing with Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway for many years because it is doing very, very well. And it acts like a big index fund. And over a long period of time, the S&P 500 and Berkshire Hathaway outperform mutual funds because of the fees. There's no fees to To say about when you're buying Berkshire Hathaway or if you're buying an index fund. So number one, it outproduces the market. It outproduces a mutual fund. And then most people are not very good at picking and choosing. They buy the wrong time. They sell the wrong time. They don't have the information that the big boys do. So we don't do that. What we do is we take our assets and we say we're going to put a big chunk of that in the S and P 500. We're just going to bet on the 500 biggest companies that are global that are worldwide. And that's where we put our money into the stock market.
0: Good tips. Loan or own, you choose just a little bit at a time. It doesn't matter the amount. It's just that you're doing it. That is the key. That is a start. That is a million-dollar habit. That is so important. And another million-dollar habit you mentioned, which I love, and I want to hear your point of view on this one, is to give back, to help out to a church, charity, a cause. Really doesn't matter. Why do you feel is that so important? Is that, and why is that one of your steps? Well, it's actually a spiritual law,
1: and it's also a business law. Just think about it. The people that are the most giving usually have the most success. Now, everybody thinks that people that are wealthy are bad. Well, that's not really true. People that have solved big problems and added more value to people's lives usually have done very well. Bill Gates and Microsoft, the software, trillions probably this time, hundreds of billions of computers have been able to run, and he's very wealthy. Now, the big thing about him is, and his wife, is that they're giving that money back. Warren Buffett, a big fan of Warren Buffett, he's given away all of his Berkshire Hathaway stock to the different charities. So it's a spiritual law, but it's also a business law. The business law is that those who are giving are the people that you want to work with. And the most successful businesses are the ones that take care of their clients, the ones that take care of their customer, that give to help other people. When you give, then people reciprocate and they come back to you to buy more and more products.
0: I love it. I mean, logically, this doesn't make sense. You mentioned the spiritual law. The more you give, the more you get. I mean, that's not what you're giving, but that's the law. And that's why it's so important. And I, and I promise you, it'll, it'll help you more than the person. When you give, you help, you serve other people. It makes a huge difference. Probably helps you more in your life than it does in theirs. That is why it's so important. So, Tom, you've created this charity, the Success and Money Foundation. Tell us the story behind that. I mean, you've been successful. You've had multiple streams of income. You've made millions of dollars. What is your core passion here? Why did you create this institute, this area for people to learn more about success and wealth?
1: Well, in my lifetime, I've had some wonderful mentors that's helped me. My father and mother were compassionate capitalists. My dad was a businessman in a small town, And he and and my mother both only had one sibling. When they got married in the 1940s, they decided they wanted a big family. And I'm one of 10 kids. I'm number seven. And my dad taught me about money. Now he's as close to, I know, as a self-made man, but he learned from other people about finances and how to be able to give back and help other people as well as shore up and have a more successful financial life. And so I've had very good mentors I had something that happened to me when I was 34 years of age. I had a heart attack. And as they were wheeling me into the operating room, I looked over at my wife and wondered if I was coming back. You see one third of the people who have a heart attack die right there. That's the first sign they have a problem is death. Now I was lucky because I fit into that two thirds and I have two special needs children. And as I was going into that operating room, I wondered one, a couple of things. one, Am I coming back? And number two, if I don't come back, who's going to take care of my two special needs children? I was very lucky that I didn't pass away that day. And I started getting very serious about creating systems to take care of these two special needs kids because I'm 30 years older than they are. They're going to be on this earth for 30 years after I'm dead and gone. Now, who's going to take care of your special needs kids or your family? Well, sure, isn't the government. They can't take care of themselves. And so I went to work and I started doing systems. Now, I've had some other great mentors, uh, wonderful people I've worked with. Um, Robert Allen is one of my favorites. Uh, He's the author of uh, Nothing Down, Creating Wealth, Multiple Streams of Income. And he's been a wonderful mentor and friend of mine for many, many years. And he taught me how to be able to create multiple streams of income. My dad exposed me at a very young age to investing and to compound interest and those things. And Bob had systems that he taught. And so we went to work and we started buying real estate. We got involved in many small businesses. We were very successful network marketing because I loved the products. I failed at it three times before I figured out how to make it work. And because I needed to be able to create wealth for my kids. Now, we've talked about the five steps, which are very simple. Make more money, separate it, give some to church and charity, automatically invest, and then save and spend. But the next section to that, Kurt, is the wealth formula. And the wealth formula is very simple. You take that money that you're putting in every month, every week, if you can, in step number four, which is automatically invest. And we do the wealth formula. The wealth formula is three pieces. One, do it weekly, do it monthly. Every time you get a paycheck, you need to take a small amount, 10 15%, whatever you can do, and put it into your long-term wealth formula. And you do that times time. You don't do that just once or overnight. You do it over a period of time and then have it go up in value. So put money in over time, have it go up in value. That equals wealth. Just think of it if you were growing a money tree, an whole orchard of money trees. You have to plant a seed. You have to take care of that tree and you have to nurture it and help it grow. But once it grows, it starts producing fruit and it'll produce fruit from then on. And that fruit will take care of yourself and it'll take care of your family. So that's really the steps you have to do. And then the side piece is you need a small business. You need a small business, a side hustle, multiple streams of income to help you make more money. But what I've done with my small business is that I've taken all those profits and I put it right down into the wealth formula. Real estate profits, internet profits, multi-level marketing profits, all went down into the bottom one, which is the wealth formula. And now there are assets that produce income. And as they produce income, that takes care of our family. So, if something happened to me, my children are taken care of because we have a whole orchard of money trees, and those money trees produce fruit.
0: Love it. Well said. Good points. Hopefully, listeners, you're taking notes on how important this is. This is the wealth formula. Success. Wealth is an open book test. These are the answers. So, Tom, final question here. What's the one thing I missed? What's that one important thing you want to share? With the listeners of Maximize Your Influence.
1: Well, I really want to talk to you a little bit about the foundation and what our purpose is. You know, our purpose is to provide free success and money classes for anyone, anywhere. It's not being taught in school. Did you have a finance class in school? And if you did, was it very good? Did you have success classes? You know, of all the things that you should be learning in school is how to be successful and how to manage your money. So our purpose is free success and money classes for anywhere. Now, we have three missions to that. Mission number one is to provide financial rewards to students for attending online classes. If I could only give you one thing, money, knowledge, or experience, what would I give you? What's the most important? Actually, it's all three. And so that's what we do at the foundation. So mission number one is we provide rewards to students for simply going to class. When they get that money, they can take that money and they can put it into their small business. They can put it into their investment account, their crypto account, or they can give it away. Now, our mission number two is we do donations to individuals, schools, churches, charities, groups, and teams, because we want to be able to support them to go out and do good as well. And then number three is we help those in need. And so for every hour that our students are online and they're going through classes, the foundation is going to donate a pair of eyeglasses We're going to feed someone, and we're going to provide a gallon of clean water to someone in need. That is the mission and the purposes of the foundation. And at this point, we have over 33,000 hours of online learning. The foundation has done over 3,000 transactions to students, and these are micro, they're small, but as they get those money, we pay out money on a weekly basis. And again, why are we doing that? Three things, money, knowledge, and experience. So we want to give you the knowledge. We want to give you a little bit of money. And we want you to have the experience of opening up your own crypto account or investment account or opening a small business or giving it away. And so that's what the purpose and the mission of the foundation is.
0: Awesome. Do you guys catch that? You get paid to learn to be more successful, not only mentally, but financially. Plus, as you're doing that, you're helping those in need. Doesn't get better than that. Very important. So what is the website you want them to go to to access this free training? It's called
1: successandmoneyfoundation.org. successandmoneyfoundation.org. We're a nonprofit, educational foundation, a charity or an NGO. And the way it was founded and funded was of the things that I learned. As I told you, I did a lot of real estate and small businesses. And as we bought a lot of real estate, that real estate went up in value and we took some of the real estate and donated it to the foundation. So there's over $3 million in the foundation right now. And as it makes money, we give that money away because there's three things, money, knowledge, and experience. Those are the three things that we're trying to install into our students.
0: Perfect, Tom. Thanks for being here. Those words of wisdom, maximizers, go to successandmoneyfoundation.org. We'll put the link with the podcast, but do this. Tell your family, friends, and enemies about this program. You can learn, you can earn, you can help those in need. It's a win-win all the way around that success mindset, that financial mindset. So, hey, go to that website. You can check it out. We'll put a link at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. This works. Take a little piece of what you learned today. Apply it. Use it. Promise you'll be more successful. And you can take your life and your income to the next level. Thanks for being here and we'll talk to you next week.